0: Okay, so uh, I was only supposed to preach this series two weeks. And I was down here with the junior high ministry, which was amazing, by the way. And God was like, yeah, you're not done yet. And so I was like, okay, um, what do you want to talk about? And so he led me. And this week, we've got scripture on the screen. Your boy is back on time. Um, But how many of you guys got your phones? How many of you guys' phones are charged? Huh? Go to the YouVersion Bible app. Yeah. How many of you guys got real Bibles? Look at the good ads. The good ads get the golden stars. So does Hannah. I want you guys to go to 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Look at that. Shout out Keeler. Everybody say, what up, Keeler?" Hey, no, for real, say, what up, Mike Keeler?" If you guys didn't know this by now, my is my assistant, but she's more than that. That's literally my cousin, Um, my blood cousin. And some of you may be like, wow, how does it feel to work with family? Let me tell you what it does while this is being recorded. It does a couple things for my family. One, my wife don't got to worry about anything. Amen. And two, I need somebody who can understand the way I think. And uh, there's not too many people who I don't have to say much. And my is like, okay, I got it. Don't even worry. (laughs) I got you. And then she reminds me of everything. But 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 17. Are you guys ready for the word? Hey, can I go old school really quick? Let's stand for the reading of God's word. <laughs> hey, listen, I grew up, I grew up, some of y'all are like, oh my gosh, I don't even got to do this for Zoom. <laughs> some of y'all don't even turn your cameras on. How, some of y'all probably ain't even brushing your teeth. Y'all are just sitting there, just hot breath. I got the question for you. But growing up, I used to read the word of God. And I remember the pastor used to be oh, just stand for the reading of God's word. And I was like, man. But as I'm getting older, I'm wanting to bring some honor back to that. Amen. We stand for a lot of things, but let's stand for the one thing. Amen. Verse 17. Here we go. One day, Jesse said to David, take this basket of roasted grain and these 10 loaves of bread and carry them quickly to your brothers and give these 10 cuts of cheese to their captain. See how your brothers are getting along and bring back a report on how they are doing. David's brothers were with Saul and the Israelite army at the Valley of Elah, or Elah, I'm sorry, fighting against the Philistines. So David left the sheep with another shepherd and set out early the next morning with the gifts, as Jesse had directed him. He arrived at the camp just as the Israelite army was leaving, For the battlefield in shouts and battle cries. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your word. Pray that it's living, it's breathing, it's active, and it's relevant to today. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys can be seated. You guys can be seated. Check this out. So I'm getting this sermon ready, and God's like, go back. Now we've talked about how Saul, right, needed to get, he he was rejected as king. So Samuel needed to go and anoint the next king, right? That's what we talked about in week one. In week two, we're talking about how he was anointed, right? David is anointed because here comes Jesse. He's like, well, there's the the youngest in the family. Well, he's tending to the sheep. Samuel's like, well, we're not going to sit and have dinner until you bring him. And then we all know what happened, right? He gets anointed in front of his brother. And then what does he do? He goes back to the field. And so as I began to go into some prayer this week, God was like, I need you to pick up where you left off and I said okay so you guys ever um how many how many sport players do I have in here okay okay hands down hands down we're about to really expose some people how many of you guys play JV here comes the excuses <laughs> how many of you guys made it on JV like that was what was selected not by accident okay I see some honest hands here Okay, hands down. Watch this. Watch this, map. Watch all the hands. How many of you guys made varsity? Oh. Wow, okay, so I was expecting more hands. Okay. True story. This is a true story. I've never told my daughters, and it's being recorded, so here we go. It's about seventh grade, and, you know, this left-handed bandit right here thought it was time to play basketball. And so if you know anything about the Chicago Bulls, they had this lefty, the Luke, Luke Longley, the left-handed bandit. And that gave me hope. Because there wasn't a lot of basketball players who was owning the left-handed. You feel me? But you know that what you need with basketball? Height. Now, I had skill. I used to watch and one. I mean, I would carry all day. I mean, I was carrying. I was phew, traveling. What you mean? Five steps. Your boy... I mean, it was just time. I was like seventh grade. I watched enough and one tapes. I was ready. Go to tryout. Here we go. Opening up. Suicides. I'm like, this ain't even Jesus. I'm in seventh grade. I was kind of husky. So running to me was a sin. Who likes running? Okay, we're going to pray for all of you. Or maybe I just need to pray that spirit falls on me. But we're running suicides, and you know how when you got to run, and, like, you, you've got the kids who are like, man, you're really touching the line. Like, like, you're actually touching the line and then running all the way back. For me, I was like, if my foot can just cross the line, I'll be just as good. Had a coach, Robinson, run him again. I'm like, no, coach, you ain't touched the line. I'm like, come on, man. Come on, I'm just, listen, let's just be honest for a second. I'm all of five-something in seventh grade. I haven't even got to the 5'4 yet, 5'5. I'm lifting weights, and I'm thinking it's time to play basketball, and I don't run, and you want me to run again. How can I cuss you out without getting in trouble? So I had to run him again. This time, he made me run. I mean, then I had not not, not suicide. This time, it was sweet 16s. See, some of y'all know. When I tell you I contemplated, like, dying right there, my lungs have never felt, I don't think lungs should burn, okay? And you don't want to cry in front of everybody because you just be like, but at that point, I could have let my sweat blend in with the cry because I was hurting. So anyways, long story short, I didn't even make the team. Didn't even make the team. That's all good because you know what? It worked out for me on the football field. I said, what does that got to do with what you're talking about? Remember, Jesse was the, or um, David was the runt in the family. And David was the least in his family because he was young. And so his dad says, there's the runt. Okay, bring him. And then he gets anointed. What I want to highlight tonight is that after he was anointed, he still served. Now, when you get cut from a team, you got to walk around the hallway, and everybody knows why you got cut. And so you tried to show him like, oh, I man, coach was tripping. He didn't see my real talent. He didn't see the fact that I carried. You know, he didn't see my real. He, you see that move? He didn't see that. I used to have a lethal spin move, though. Box you out twice, spin move, back of the glass. Don't ask me to do anything else extra because I counted my two points and I contributed to the game. But you know everybody want to give you a hard time. Everybody's like, "Oh, Isaiah ain't make the team. Isaiah was weak." And then you got to go play pickup ball, and then you got to prove a point. It's not like I was any better. I was like a, I was like a lethal hacker. I used to hack the mess out of people. Now my cousin, my Keila, now she can play. She said no one ever. No, she really can. She'll box anybody out. Now, I ain't like Derek. Now Derek plays. Who you play for? Federway. Now, I've watched Derek, okay, I've worked out with his dad, and we'd work out for about two hours. The whole time I'm working out, sweating, Derek ain't even breaking the sweat, and he's probably shot 50 shots. And that's just within the two hours I have been there. Are you dedicated to the game? Don't think so, but Derek is. What's my point? Are you doing things in the offseason that nobody sees, or are you just waiting for when the, your time comes to do something? Because here's David. His dad says, hey, listen, I need you to take the cheese and the bread. I almost titled this message, who cut the cheese? (laughs) But I didn't feel like that would have went over well. So we won't title that. It's recorded, but we won't title it. David has a, he, he has a decision to make. Wait a minute. Did you not see that I was anointed king? In front of my brothers and in front of you, the anointing fell on me. How many of you guys have ever had some pride before when you, okay, let me try that one more time. How many of you guys have had some pride before where you've been placed in a position like, ah, yeah, I'm the, I know I'm good. I, I was going to share a story of my, my mediator days. Y'all don't know about that. They don't know about like a recess when you used to wear the vest and you used to have, you know. Y'all don't know about that. That's next week. I'll tell you that next week. You used to have to give out slips and try to diffuse the situation between, what you arguing for? And then you really find out, ooh, what? what? I, I, that only lasted for like a week. I was instigating everything. But here's David. He's anointed, and yet he still is serving. What's my first point? You got my first? Okay. Never lose sight of serving. Never lose sight of serving. The moment you lose sight of serving is the moment everything else is beyond you. Used to hear it said, if serving is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. Like if I don't know how to serve, my wife, my kids, that means I can't serve here. Because that means that leading is beneath me. So David is in the field minding his business, hey, go ahead and send for my man David. It's probably how his dad said it. Go ahead and send for that for, for, for my boy. He comes. Hey, listen, I need you to go, and I need you to bring a report back. I need you to check on your brothers. While you're doing it, take the cheese, take, take the bread, go. I don't know about you, but has your mom ever asked you to do the dishes? I'm not going to talk over here because I got some people over there. When your mom asks you to do the dishes, what's the first thing you say? Whoever said, yeah, yeah, right. Some of y'all are like, later. I wish I could have told my mom later. I seen a meme the other day that said, I wonder if the offer of getting slapped into the middle of next week still stands. Because my mom sure enough would take that offer right now. I'm 31, she'll still slap me. Am I playing? Am I playing? So David understands with the anointing still comes serving. He's still tending to the sheep. He's still, he's not only tending to the sheep, but he's doing it as if before he was anointed. Some of you get on varsity status and you're thinking like, come on, man. This is, this is, oh man, come on. You size everybody up. You're thinking that you're filthy. And all you're doing is making sure the uniform look good and the bench stay warm. But that ain't nobody in here. I don't think that's nobody in here, right? Can I highlight something? Let's go back to the scripture. Open your phones back up. Let's get back to you, version Bible app. 1 Samuel 17. 1 Samuel 17. We're going to go verse 18. It says, and give these 10 cuts of cheese to their captain. See how your brothers are getting along and bring back a report. This is what God showed me. He could be trusted. He was trusted to bring back. Are you trusted? Because with serving, you've got to be trusted. What are we to be good what? We're to be good what? Because if you want to be trusted with. Ah, if you want to be trusted with, that means you've got to be faithful with. So here's his opportunity to be trusted. Hey, can you just go down, bring a report and come back and let me know how your brothers are getting along. Keep that scripture up there. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm give you my second point. Point number two is remain humble. Remain humble. Just because you're anointed king, just because you make varsity, doesn't mean that you'll stay there. See, I would rather take—I'm going to go um, sports talk for a second, so if I lose you, I'm sorry— I would rather take two-star athletes on my team who are hungry, ready to work, than five-star athletes who think they got it made. God said, I'll take the least of these. Remember, the disciples were your age. They were the ones that were not smart enough, didn't have the right education, and here he is saying, hey, listen, uh, you come follow me, you come follow me, and you come follow me. Remember, I told you I wasn't the first chose on sports teams. It's because it was a threat. <laughs> this left-handed bandit, I tell you. Me and Bella play pig. And when we play, we do it because it's shorter than horse. And I still lose. And I be thinking to myself, if I could just get her with a layup once, you know what I'm saying? Because I know layup is a weak spot, but she's like, ha, but I got the right hand while you got a left hand. So anyways. You have to remain humble enough to know that just as easy as it was given, it can be taken that much. Some of you feel like, yo, I got it made. It's all good. I'll do the dishes later. You want to know what this opportunity, this, this goes into my last point. And I'm even doing good on time. Praise God. Nope. No, I'm not. Don't stop the flow. David really had to make a decision. Was he going to serve or was he going to just try to look the part? How many of you guys, when you guys get that right outfit on? I mean, you washed all your clothes. You're ready to, I mean, there's nothing more accomplished than having all your clothes washed and folded. Can I get an amen? Because some of y'all got to do your own laundry now. It's COVID. But when you got the right outfit, I mean, the shoes match the, 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 the I mean, everything. You couldn't ask for a better hair day. And when your outfit is on point, you're not only are you picture ready, but you're walking into the store. I know I got a mask on, but I'm bomb. Do you see me in front of this milk carton? Okay, I'm here. I am here. Will you remain humble enough or will you let your ego get to you? Pride comes before what? Pride comes before what? So I just wonder, while we have purpose groups coming in 2021, will you ignore the wisdom that's going to come from the leaders? Or will you think, ah, well, hmm, I'm good. Really? Let's check your progress report. Do they even do progress reports anymore? Okay, cool. I'm not too far gone. Because David has to give a report. And David is trusted. And I was like, man, at first I was like, I wonder if David had an attitude. No, David didn't have an attitude. He had a willing heart. David had a willing heart that says, I'm going to show up and I'm going to serve. The same thing I did before I got anointed is the same thing I'm going to do after I'm anointed. I'm going to serve. And God says in his word that the greatest, the greatest among you shall serve. So once again, If serving is beneath you, then leading is beyond you. Don't tell me that you're ready to lead the nation if you don't know how to serve and help set up a chair. Don't tell me you're gonna serve if you don't know how to take out the garbage when your mom asks you to. I'm trying to help you on some principal situations. This is stuff right here that'll help you into the work field. Go have a conversation with Justin and Matt. They get to hire and fire people. Do you think they enjoy firing people? Maybe. It couldn't be me. I just, (laughs) I couldn't fire somebody because I feel like I have to give them a whole sermon before, hey, listen, man, let's pray. (laughs) Let's pray, man, because, see, the the Lord is leading. Okay. Last point. Are you ready for the last point? Serving sets up the opportunity. Serving sets up the opportunity. Oh, don't worry. What opportunity are you talking about? We all know. Who did David kill? Come on, Bible thumpers. Who did David kill? 8, 15. Why did David kill Goliath? He just so happened to be at the right place at the right time, which means he served, he remained humbled, and there was an opportunity. Did you know that the opportunity of serving will set you up for success? I'm pretty sure when managers are looking to hire, they just want to know, are you teachable? Are you moldable? Are you on time? And I'll let Matt and Justin fill in the rest because those are just the top three that came to my mind. Once again, I couldn't hire nobody. I couldn't fire nobody. Now, I can discipline all day. But that hire, fire, man, if I tell you you couldn't get a check no more, you might just, we might fight. Can we have the heart of David? David was also known as a man after God's own heart. See, I believe David's time in the field prepped him for Goliath, which is where we're going to pick up next week. Because, see, the opportunity that came was him serving and being ready. Amen? Come on, let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We honor you. We pray, Lord, that we are going to remain humble and that we're going to serve and that we, are not going to miss the opportunity when it comes to serving. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. And everyone who loved Jesus said, amen. Hey, moving forward, just, um, I think we only have.